Yeah, the office number, we've changed the office number. We were getting a lot of uh, like crank calls, people thinking they were just calling a phone booth. Yeah, so it's different. Hang on a second. Just hang on a second. It's a 905-641-0724. Yeah. Oh, somebody will pick it up. Yeah, all right. See, this is how you save money in business these days. When you have an office like this, the entire city is your receptionist. Anybody can pick up the phone. So uh, if you hear this thing ring, uh, that's my office. Pick it up, say hi. Hey, hello. Uh, glad to have you here. By the way, welcome to season two, episode 38 of Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. That would be me, fueled by Gale's Gas Bars. We are powered by WeStream and always supported. Boy, these things are getting long, eh? City's got to do some trimming. Uh, we have our supporters as always performance heating and air and we also have Enwick Niagara's high-speed internet there's a few looters going by uh, <laughs> kidding uh, and also of course Verge Insurance Group we are making our way into uh, hi pal we are making our way into uh, Fiddler's Poorhouse hosting us as always on this beautiful autumnal day in downtown St. Catharines and uh, we've got a jam-packed show for you today a lot of things have been happening in Niagara and about Niagara over the last week. So we'll uh, get to those and get you seated. And I hope you can stick with us for the next little while. We'll be right back with Niagara 411 Live. Cheers. And away we go for yet another week. Man, Thursdays come around. In a, it seems like sometimes, Kevin, there are two Thursdays in every week. We get to Thursday in a hurry. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, the world-renowned We Stream streamer, Kevin Jack, along with the program uh, today. Yeah, happy to be here. Thursday did sneak up on us. Uh, as you see, Fiddler's Poorhouse, we are open. Why am I, uh, hello? Where'd you go? Gone. All right. See, you can do that. You can just stop by, say hi, uh, wave, make a comment. Hello, how are you? Uh, great, well, Fiddler's Poorhouse is uh, open and ready to rock for lunch. Now, one of the things that you're gonna, oh, I better get rid of those. Um, uh, I mean, you can only look cool for so long until it gets old. So, uh, but did you get your, uh, did you get your uh, Vax thing done? So on the very, very, very first day, of the vaccination certificates becoming required, I went online because I figured I should ha have the experience to see what it's uh, what it's like. So now I have this iPhone. All right, I'm an Apple guy because I got the you know you see you got this here and uh, the iPhone and they talk to each other and stuff like that. So I'm uh, I, I admit it, I, I'm an Apple guy. There are a lot of Android people out there too, but I'm an Apple guy. So I ended up being able to, you probably won't be able to see this very well, but I ended up being able to download my certificate onto the uh, the iBooks thing 
in my phone, so I just have to show that. That indicates the fact that I have received two Pfizer vaccinations. So I'm good to go anywhere I go. Just and there it is. And we are in a place right now that, of course, requires that. If you're going to come down to Fiddler's Poor House, if you're going to go to uh, um, Mook's other property here in St. Catharines, Monty's over on Ontario Street, you got to do it. You got to do it everywhere. McDonald's anywhere. I, I talked to a lady yesterday. She got busted just going into McDonald's to use the washroom because uh, she didn't have her uh, her thing going on. So now, so there's the. There's the post that came up in Niagara 411. And those posts have been up on, in a lot of places in, uh, uh, through Facebook and other social media. But they have that website, and that's what I did. I clicked on the, on the thing. You can find it on Niagara 411. It's right there. Uh, so I clicked on it, and it was a little bit like it was in the early days of trying to make an appointment. There are two things that you can do on this website. One of those things is to make an appointment for vaccinations if you haven't had yours. The other thing is to get your certificates and proof of vaccination if you already have had yours. And you fill out this form, but it might take you a little while to get to the form because I logged in uh, two or three times uh, and it said, sorry, there was an error or whatever. And it's not that there was an error. That's just what they put up there. Actually, what it is, is the fact that uh, there's such a volume of people trying to get connected to this site that there's no room for you. So you keep going in. So if you're doing this, if you haven't done this yet, and, and you need to go, if you don't have your own proof of vaccination or whatever the hell it is, uh, if you need to go and use this link, don't be deterred when it says uh, there's an error and we're trying to fix it, etc. All it means is that there's a high volume of people trying to get in there and just keep going back in and in and in and in and eventually it'll quickly click you through and you'll fill out this, this form that you see uh, on the right hand side of your screen right now and then when you get to the end of it it will give you uh, if you've been double vaxxed it will be vax1 and vax2 and it says download a pdf of your vaccinations and you do boom 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 and it's it takes a bit, little bit of time but it's it's pretty darn easy then depending on what sort of digital or uh, or internet platform you use be you uh, be you android be you uh, uh, apple or whatever it is you can you can figure out a way to save that on your on your phone so that you can take it with you or you can simply go back to the original email you got if you save your emails you can go back to the original email you got when you actually got the vaccination verification and that's there too that's still valid or you use the paper one that they gave you when you left i know what kevin's fishing for right now you can use the paper one that they gave you when you left the vaccination location now there's what kevin and his wife did they took those notifications that they got from the vaccination and laminated them now and but he went through a bit of an experience there kevin fill me in on uh, again fill us in yeah, again my, on your uh, experience with lamination uh my wife originally laminated those original receipts that we got but i think it's yeah. heat activated paper so once she ran it through the laminator it came out on the other side completely black so yeah. all the info was gone. So if you if you do have that original receipt, I would recommend that you photocopy it first on you know just just regular stock yeah. paper, and then. Uh, but all we did was went back to the original email, printed it off, right. and then laminated that. So there you go. And uh, just like you, Lee, I also uh, I I screen capped it. Okay. Or whatever. Yeah, so there you go. So there's a lot of different ways to save it. It's just so that you can find it 
when when you need it as, as quickly and easily as as possible because you need it in a lot of places now um, and the concern that we all have is that the people that are coming into these places that require it might be a little less than nice to the to the operators of the businesses like the the hostesses at restaurants and the servers and these kinds of places and it's not them that are putting this in place it's if they didn't make it up it's the province it's the law like they, just follow the damn rules whether you like it or not if you don't have a vaccination don't go cook your burgers at home man like just lighten up now i think it should so. be notedly uh vaccine passports not required for outdoor dining so some restaurants have decided, you know what, we're just doing patio and takeout yeah. so that we don't have to deal with the whole yeah. thing. And if they don't have a patio, take it out and sit in the curb. You're talking about, uh, <laughs> you're talking about niceties. Uh, yeah. The St. Catharines Library stepped up, and it'd be interesting to see if, uh, yeah. if other libraries or resources uh, around the region do the same. Yeah, the libraries are offering, or the St. Catharines Public Library at least, is offering uh, to print your vaccine receipt for free. Any branch the St. Catharines Public Library. Now that is a nice option because not everybody has the technology in their home to to do what needs to be done. We realize that and obviously they realize and said, "Hey, come on in here. We'll uh, we'll do it for you." And and you know, for for some for some members of our society, some of our some of our um, um, more senior citizens or or people that uh, don't have access or the finances to support that kind of technology that's that's nice it's a nice it's a nice thing for them to, to offer nice thing for them to do um, so what that was that was the big thing that hit all of us across the province and here in Niagara and it still remains to be seen how that's going to roll up because this is only day two yesterday was day one and I was talking to the folks here at Fiddler's Poorhouse and, and they said, well, it was a really slow, yes, uh, slow day yesterday. Uh, some of it might have been because of the whole vax thing. Some of it might have been just because it was a Wednesday. Uh, Wednesday is not a huge day in the, in the hospitality industry. So they're waiting to see if they have any ramifications from their customers. And so far it's been, uh, it's been uneventful, which is a, which is a good thing. Um, one of the other things that happened in uh, Niagara that was uh, uniquely Niagara is a really interesting story and unfortunately we haven't located this gentleman yet. A missing Niagara on the lake man by the name of Darren Werner. Those of purest pronunciation might call it Werner, I'm not sure, but it's Darren Werner. There he is there. So he's a missing person and we have reports of missing persons quite often in Niagara and uh, for various and sundry reasons and backgrounds etc this is an interesting story in that Mr. Werner is the gentleman that owned the facility that went up in flames in Niagara on the lake Kevin was that last year or early this year it was, it was early this year yeah it was spring this year yeah. I think uh, and you may remember it as a pretty spectacular fire in which many businesses lost their locations because it was a, a, a multi-business outlet, if you will. Uh, and a number of businesses lost their possessions and uh, their business, to be putting it simply. 
Uh, and Mr. Werner was the owner of that property. So you can imagine that, and there may be absolutely no connection between that fact and the fact that the, the gentleman has gone missing, and we're not presuming that there is, except that when you go through the comments from the people under that, under that posting, there are a lot of references made to, uh, oh, what if sort of, sort of posts. Uh, and at this point in time, because you can imagine that someone of Darren Werner's position, owning that property after that fire took place, there would be a lot of pressure put on someone in that position. There would no doubt be, and I'm, I'm just conjecturing here, there would, there would be alleged lawsuits, there would no doubt be all kinds of businesses and, or, and their legal representatives wanting answers and or compensation and or plans or whatever. It's a big story and there's a, it's, a, it's a complex one at that. And now Mr. Werner is not, is not available. He's missing. Yeah, we mean, don't know whether it's of his own accord or of whether it's someone else's accord. What we do know is that they still have not been able to, to locate him. So, on the surface, it jumped off the page because it it, 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 it's um, reminiscent of, of the man who went missing, I think it was also in the spring, in the Port Robinson area. Yeah. Where, you know, 58 years old, it's not 88 years old, 98 years old, seems to be otherwise healthy, good family relationships, no real reason why they wouldn't come home, no real yeah. reason for them to be missing. Was that, so, the, was that the fellow that went out on his bicycle? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it's not like he was mentally ill. He was um, in full possession of his faculties. Yeah. And uh, here's the original post yeah. from uh, missing Darren Werner. And yeah, it's in, it's in the comments here where people make that linkage and say, you know, he, he also, it should be known that he's the guy that owns that property. Yeah, where so all of, all of a sudden, um, you know, it's like a funky play in the NFL. All of a sudden the flags start flying. Right, and not to say that there's a connection, no. we have no idea. But I think it's worth noting. No, but the I don't question think it's insensitive to note it. It's it's part of the story. I don't think it's insensitive at all. It, it's people ask questions. Like you see right there, Dan makes this comment. Hope's disappearance isn't related to the fire in the shops where everyone lost millions in property. That was his place. And then uh, Melissa says, Cassandra Marl, they ruled the fire accidental out of respect for the family. Perhaps this comment should be removed. His business went up in flames as well. I'm sorry, but these comments don't seem very productive. And this comment's not productive, but then yeah. here's, here's kind of the continuation of, of that dialogue. Yeah, Melissa, my comment was not meant harshly. I too had a shop there and lost, but I hold no grudges. I thought it important to mention the white elephant in the room. I don't know, is it a white elephant in the room or just the plain old elephant? Could it be a gray one? Elephant in the room. In this missing person case, may not be aware. I like Darren, good guy, really. Hope he comes home safe and sound. So, and that's that's a good clarification comment because, as you know, with comments on Facebook, it's not easy to convey convey your tone of voice. It's not easy to convey the context in which you're making comments, and that's how sometimes we end up offending really, really good friends. 
is because you put something up and you know how you meant it. You, you know the tone of voice in your head. But when it translates to pure text, it, now, it, it hardly ever comes across the way you intend it to come across. And that's what people always used to say about emails back in the day. Remember, don't, don't send an email until you've read it three or four times and try to figure out how people are going to receive it. And the same thing goes for posts on, on Facebook. So I don't see anybody in the comments necessarily trying to roast this man. It's it simply, I wonder, I, I wonder what the deal is now because this is, there's a connection. This is stretching into day number seven. Originally went yeah. missing or last seen September 16th, so a right. week ago today. And uh, I'll let you read here. This is the Sorry, update that, that Nick posted about an hour ago from the NRP okay. uh, talking about their investigation. Yeah, so the NRP has continues to search for Darren. As a result of the investigation, a ground search conducted in the area of his residence, and the NRPS UAV was deployed to search the area as well. He was last seen on September 16th. Now that's, so that's the drone, right? Unmanned aerial vehicle? Yeah, I guess? yeah, that's yeah. The so drone. That would be a drone, yeah. Yeah, so as Kevin said, it's been a week now. September 16th was exactly a week ago today. Uh, he was last seen there in the area of Town Line Road in Niagara on the Lake. Investigation remains ongoing by detectives with the uh, two district office, anyone with information, etc. So um, a week is a while for someone to be gone without a trace, as they say. So is it self-induced? Uh, we, we hope so, because other possibilities are not nice to consider. So um, maybe... Uh, who knows? A conjecture. I don't want to indulge in conjecture. So then we, just, then we start to do like CNN. You know, you, t you make up stories uh, that aren't true. So we could sit here and conjecture all day long. What if and maybe and so forth and whatever. But I'm not going to do it. I started to and then I thought, no, Lee, don't do that. Um, so we don't know what reason. We hope, uh, we hope Mr. Werner's okay and uh, that everything is resolved positively in in short order. We try to keep the show as positive as possible, but a story like this has a lot of different uh, avenues to it. It has a lot of forks in the road because a lot of people have different relationships with the person that is at the heart of the story. And that's, that's where we are here. Let's slide into another investigation, Kevin, the SIU Special Investigations Unit. That is the unit that is kicked into action with the Ontario Provincial Police. If there is any incident or any story at all that is connected to a police matter, if the police were involved in any matter where there is some question as to exactly what happened, it's an, it's a, it's an automatic, it's like a shotgun clause, boom, automatically the SIU becomes involved. And in this particular case, it was about a motorcycle accident, a single vehicle accident in which the, the rider unfortunately died. And the SIU investigation has been completed. And as I understand it, uh, Kevin, there was no fault uh, found, no yeah, charges laid in the fatal motorcycle yeah, crash. I mean, the, the official legal speak is... Yeah, um, is there. Found no basis for proceeding with criminal right. charges against the officer in this unfortunate incident. The file has been closed. This was the, uh, this was the case, uh, I think, yeah, earlier this year up York Street. 
yes. downtown St. Catharines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. York, uh, York Road. Yeah, York Street. York Road is oh, Niagara York on the Lake. Street. This is York Street, right in okay. uh, downtown okay. St. Catharines, and yeah, it yeah, yeah. splits at Taylor. And uh, I guess he went to make the left onto Taylor and didn't quite make the turn and ended up either hitting a pole or hitting a tree. Yeah, and, now, uh, and died from his injuries. Now, is this. Um, I think I have this correct. This is the motorcycle rider that had been reported riding kind of erratically by people that are in the neighborhood. Am I correct with that? Yeah. Right. So there had been reports of, of a, a fellow riding this motorcycle, as I said, er- erratically or irresponsibly or zipping up and down or whatever. Pick, a, pick an adjective. And, uh, and it was reported to the police. The police were involved. There was a, a, an attempt to apprehend or stop and chat with this person by the police. And then there was this single vehicle accident and the rider perished. And, and in that, for that reason, because there was a, a police officer or officers involved in, in the process, the SIU automatically was uh, enlisted to investigate. And this was the result. They, they found no fault of any of the officers or any, it was simply uh, an unfortunate accident. And um, the rider did not have a, did not have a lucky day. So that's, that's unfortunate. But uh, at least that one has been resolved and we wanted to bring it to you in case you hadn't seen it on Niagara 411 that, uh, that the investigation had been Completed. Speaking of Niagara 411, uh, again, want to give a tip of the Beau Chapeau uh, hat shop hat to uh, Nick at uh, Niagara 411. Everybody has a busy summer. Nick is uh, probably busier than most because it's kind of a 24 7 enterprise. But as always, Nick, uh, appreciate working with you and, uh, and, and all of your contributors, meaning you that are watching this program right now. Also, hi to Nick's mom. We can't let a show go by without saying hi to Nick's mom. Uh, we know you're there. Uh, we love you, and thanks for thanks for hanging in here with Niagara 411 Live. Kevin, um, there is another... We're, while we're talking about law enforcement things and things that are on the police blotter, as they say for this week, we might as well segue into the Clayton... Meisner story. Oh, before we do that, there's the post. Uh, I do want to back up quickly. When we were posting the fact that we were going to be doing this event today and doing this broadcast, we mentioned uh, Jasmine uh, Jazzadavicious. Jasmine, who we talked about last week, and we showed you some video and gave you the results uh, and, and all, all the rest of it, uh, the fact that she had made her made her uh, her stones and she was now going to be fighting under the UFC uh, banner, etc. We had Jasmine lined up to come in and chat with us at about 12.15 today. She contacted us late last night and said, I have, uh, I have a mandatory meeting that is happening at noon on Thursday. So, uh, so there you go right there. Hi, I'm very sorry about this, but I have to reschedule. I have a mandatory meeting to get registered with the USADA at 12 tomorrow. And then Kevin sends back, no worries, we're live till 1.30. Could you uh, hop on once you're out? I get you don't know how long it'll take. Would it be cool to chat, etc.? So Jasmine may still be with us, depending on how long 
that that meeting takes her because it's all part of the part and parcel of uh, of checking all the boxes to be able to participate legally in UFC. So um, so we forgive anybody that might have tuned in wanting to to hear Jasmine chat with us, but that's the background on that. Now let's go back to uh, Clayton uh, Meisner. This is the man who has been in the in the in the news here in Niagara and across the country, but mainly in Niagara, for the for the fact of taking his two young daughters on a road trip that he was not sanctioned to do legally. He was arrested this past week, and it was a kind of a spectacular place. You may not realize this. Not a lot of people don't realize this. There are two little islands off the coast of Newfoundland Labrador, off our off our east coast. They are actually French territories. They are not Canadian territories. They are not um, owned by or, or, or under the government of Canada. Saint-Pierre and Miquelon. Um, Clayton Meisner was arrested in Marystown and Saint-Pierre at Miquelon Police. That's where he is right now. Uh, well, as of this post on September 15th, he may be back here by now, but he was arrested on the 15th of September. All right, so it was last week uh, on those islands of Saint-Pierre-Miquelon. Uh, so they say he was arrested abroad, which technically he was abroad because those, those islands are under the auspices of the French government. Not Quebec government, French government. Now, uh, charged with abduction, etc., uh, sure. etc., et uh, of custody order contrary to section whatever. The Texas and the One District St. Catherine's Office of the Niagara Regional Police continue to investigate the abduction uh, of Paige and her sister. Uh, and then, as I mentioned early, earlier, um, and then of course there were a lot of the, the regular comments, uh, you know, I hope they're... Now, and here's the one that is getting a lot of people's attention. Again, we make no accusations. We're just reporting what what people, what you say. I hope to God. Now, and the children, of course, are going to be returned to their their mother. Um, that was the plan. Uh, Joni says, I hope to God they are not given back to the monster and their mother. Oh, what is, oh, well, this adds a, a different element. This is terrible, those poor children. The strength it took to tell someone and to not be protected is a failure in the system. NRP, I hope you do your part to protect these girls. So there's just, that's just one sample of the thing that raises questions about this. And Kevin, the questions that people have are the motivation for this man stealing away his children uh, to get them away from their situation, which some believe was a very, very, uh, painful situa situation for them. Um, the mother of the girls uh, has a relationship that others believe is unhealthy for those girls to be involved with. And there are those that believe that the father took the girls away because of that yeah. fact. Now, so you're, you're doing there's, a very there's a good lot to this story that we have not you're doing See, a very good job of I'm kind trying of to be peppering the details, but also respecting the fact that we've only heard one side of a story. Exactly. And uh, further to this, um, Clayton himself put this post out, Lee, and we didn't talk about this uh, before we got on the air, 
But, I mean, here it is in his own words. Uh, this is from 19 hours ago, so his post from yesterday. Okay. I don't think that we need to read the entire thing, um, but this is his telling of the story. All right. Um, I'm not in jail, nor am I being held, nor are we being sent back to Canada. Keeping in mind those two islands, St. Père Miquelon, are French property without exhausting our legal options. I think it's obvious that this man has... Uh, has some intelligence. He do, he knew what he was doing. The biological mother of my children is full of it. But this isn't about me. This is about the same thing happening to everyone else. Children being stuck in abusive homes and made to stay there by police. This is about police violence against loving and caring parents or the child protection workers who can manipulate the reports so the police get more power. Okay, um, and, and, it, and it does go on and you can read all of that for yourself. Um, and the reason I read some of this is the fact that we are, by the way, um, also broadcasting this, uh, and we do post all of our shows on, on YouTube. We also do a Niagara 411 live podcast. So there are people that listen to this program as opposed to being able to also see the video and, and read the sign. So if we seem to be um, being uh, redundant, with talking to you about what's actually on the screen, it is because we do actually have people that are listening to the podcast as well, so it's all just audio, all right, if that makes sense to you. Um, Judge Jay Gibson needs to be removed. He needs to step down or retire or to do whatever rotten little man judges do when the public loses trust in them. We need to make that clear to him. Okay, so this now, is the uh, dad. The, the paragraph above, I think, really gets down to the core of the issue yeah. from Clayton's standpoint. And again, one half of the story. Um, and again, Lee, it should be noted that this show is wide open. Yes. Uh, anybody can click on the Zoom link and come on. So if you have more to add to the story. It's a good time to mention that. Um, it, it absolutely is. Because again, this is one half of a story, but it's the half It's the half we're presenting. And... and uh, if you, uh, it doesn't matter whether you are a completely uninterested party or whether you are part of this family, whether you are a friend of the family, whether you know these people, uh, have an opinion. It is a, it is a free and open forum here at Niagara 411 Live, and all you have to do is see at the bottom of the screen, right at the bottom. Uh, all you have to do is uh, click that, uh, click that uh, Zoom link. All right, right there, right there. Click that. And, um, and it'll put you into our gro uh, green room or waiting room, if you will, and Kevin will look after all the rest. Just make, you ha make sure your, your camera on your uh, computer, your phone is clicked on, your audio is clicked on, and boom, we would love to have a chat with you and hear your opinion. All opinions here are fair game. This is a, th this is a demilitarized zone at Niagara 411 Live. All, all opinions are welcome. So. Uh, that paragraph, the judge, who without even meeting Alexander and Paige, those are the two girls, of course, sentenced them to access by their mother, the woman who stood by and allowed them to be sexually abused by her violent, psychopathic boyfriend, now husband, Jason Whittington. Now, keep in mind, this is the dad speaking. This is the one side of the story. We're not convicting people here. We're just putting it out there, what's been out in social media and is out there in the world. If you haven't already read it, w.runningaway.ca has a whole stack of documents for public consumption. Please take a look. Kevin, family law has probably got to be one of the most painful, complex areas of legal prosecution that exists 
on our planet today. There are so many gray areas, there is so much pain, there is so much emotion involved in that area of, of law called family law that um, there but for the grace of God go we. I hope I never have to be in a situation where I have to take sides in a, in a situation like that. You're a, you're a dad of, of young children. God, God help that you and your wife would be in a situation where you're arguing to the point that the kids are, are bargaining chips. You know, well, I mean, those are terrible things. That's the worst part is almost always the kids are the ones that end up losing. Yeah. And it's, a, it's, it's, it's painful. It's heart-wrenching. Reading the comments, Lee, on Niagara 411, and there were so many people that told of their stories. A lot of people saying, I was abused as a child, yeah. and, and the courts and, the, and facts did nothing for did me. You, they kept yeah, me exactly. in, in an abusive home, and so many people have these stories. And I don't know what needs to change, but something does need to change. If I'm not sure yeah. what it is. I, I don't know enough about everybody's individual stories, but there's too many of them to ignore it or pretend that there's not a problem. If you're a, man, a, 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 a husband, a wife, a mom, a dad, a... a a child that has come up, a person that's come up as a child through this, through this system, a law enforcement person, a police officer, and I. There's one of the things that I do want to mention, uh, and this is again my own opinion. I guess it's uh, it's 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 my show, so I'm entitled to it. Um, whether you agree with it or not is fine, and if you don't, by all means, click the link and tell me so. It's all good. Um, Mr. Meisner makes uh, makes reference to the police. Well, with all due respect to Mr. Meisner, the police are in a position of um, having to execute and enforcing the law. They don't make policy. They're not the judge. They're not the jury and executioner. Um, they they are in a position of enforcement of something that exists and someone tells them hey this is your job today you got to go do this and uh, and off you go doesn't mean they like to do what they do all the time and i'm not saying that uh, all police officers uh have their have their heads and hearts twisted on right i'm not suggesting anything except for the fact to to make to make the police the target of policy is a little unfair in my, from my perspective. Now, Lee, the NRP had a busy day yesterday. Um, oh, yeah. Nick just posted a story from yesterday afternoon in Welland, and I know we have the one from yesterday morning in St. Catharines. Both have to do with people behind the wheel of a car parked in various states of consciousness. Um, <laughs> I, I guess we'll start with the one yesterday. I'm sorry to laugh, but yesterday morning. Sometimes um, the way you put things sound funny. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. All right, what do we got? We got the guy that was arrested. Yeah, here we uh, go. Start with this guy. Yeah, that's the one I was talking about. Do uh, you see him in the blue period today? Did you notice the blue period? The blue, pl the the blue, blue plaid shorts, the the, the beau chapeau uh, hat, the blue. Lee, uh, it is. You lost. You lost. Give it up already. It's not a statement on it's politics over. it is not a federal election statement it's just a color now was okay. that a waste of time or what <laughs> you know what's funny I 600 600 million dollar waste of time and lee we're exactly it's like groundhog day we're exactly where we started tell me today tell me what the issue was during this last election the issue a why, issue. Hold, why hold an election i know i 
honestly, I couldn't even tell you what one of the that issues was. My was. Issue. What was the issue? Like, was there anything that was even debated or that was divisive? Same old stuff. That I didn't. With I couldn't even tell you what the a, issue was. With apologies for language, as the expression goes, same shit, different day. Okay, so let's go back. Okay, to let's what get to this we guy. We're talking before. Uh, that was a quote. That was a quote. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So here we go. This was the first one that uh, kind of got our attention uh, from Nick and the gang. St. Catherine's man arrested after being found asleep in a stolen truck. You gotta love this. I mean, you can't, you can't make this stuff up. September 22nd, that would be yesterday, at approximately 7.30 in the morning, uh, officers from the NRPS responded to a report of a suspected impaired driver. Kevin, give us a scroll. Give us a see more. Officers attended the area of Spring Street near Queenston and St. Catharines, where they locate, excuse me, uh, where they located a, a, a blue Sierra pickup truck parked at the side of the road. Officers located a sole occupant in the truck, a male who appeared to be asleep in the driver's seat slumped over the steering wheel. Um, okay, so yeah, he woke up, he was, uh, he was told to get out of the truck. Uh, he refused and attempted to put the truck and drive and drive away. Now, now, now you're just being stupid. Uh, a little bit idiot uh, before, but now this is just stupid. Um, as if he's going to get away. Officers then <laughs> attempt to prevent him from driving away. Uh, a conducted energy weapon, so like uh, think yeah, taser. No, uh, next stop, that, Electric uh, Avenue. Yeah. Uh, they were able to get him out of the truck the guy continued to resist officers, uh, and the hurt was used again, uh, which allowed officers to handcuff him. Following his arrest, he was found to be in a drowsy, impaired state. <laughs> okay. Uh, so there you go. Oh, oh uh, uh, what else did they find? Sorry, I... I oh, I don't know. Here we uh, go. Well, the, the uh, drug paraphernalia, as you might yeah. just suspect, and drug packaging, and, and un stolen Ontario license plate, and a baggie. Containing uh, a white powder yeah. suspected to be cocaine. So <laughs> okay. that's yesterday morning for the NRP. Yeah. Here's yesterday afternoon for the NRP, and we bring you down to uh, to Welland. All right. Dateline Welland. A man and woman arrested in Welland following a parking lot interest uh, incident. Uh, yesterday at about 5 o'clock in the afternoon, dinner time last night, uh, the District Street Crime, District 3, uh, we're in the area of Crowland Avenue, East Main Street, I know that well, in the city of Welland. They noticed an unknown male, an unknown female, in and out of consciousness, in a parked car in the parking lot of the 7-Eleven. Okay, so they 7-Eleven, yeah, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, you got it, me now? Yep. Okay. So they approached the vehicle. Uh, however, during attempts to speak to the driver, the driver put the vehicle in gear. Here's another guy saying, I'm out of here. Like... What? These are police officers with very fast cars. What they do. And they're sober. You're not, <laughs> apparently. Uh, so anyway, they attempted, they attempted to flee. And they did get away. They fled through the air through the through the lot, turned eastbound on East Main, going fast, showing no regard for the safety of police and members of the public. As a result, the vehicle lost control. Now this is dangerous. They lost control. At the intersection of East Main and Wellington, they hit a pickup, 
which was stopped at a red light. 31-year-old guy operating the pickup did not sustain, thank goodness, any physical injuries. The Hyundai continued over the boulevard near Niagara Battery and Tire, uh, collided with an unoccupied Black Ford Escape in the parking lot. Now, for, for the cops, this is exciting stuff. They, don't, they have pretty dull days. <laughs> They've got this story now to tell their grandchildren forever. The driver continued to operate the damaged Hyundai and then struck the brick wall of the building. The driver and the passenger then fled from the Hyundai on foot. Oh, that's going to be productive. Officers were able to locate and place both persons under arrest. Stephen or Stephen, depending how you pronounce it, Jones, 32, have well and arrested and charged with a whole whack of stuff. Have you? And But here, see fentanyl? Possession for the purpose of trafficking, scheduled substance, fentanyl. Now that fentanyl, explains a lot. And I'm meth. not joking about this. That explains a lot. And also uh, Brianne O'Neill, I guess. Brianne O'Neill, 30 years fentanyl, old. Well, crystal meth. Yeah. Sad. It, I mean, it is sad that these people are, 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 are involved with this stuff. And it's, and it's serious, serious stuff. So the, while the story does have some kind of things you can giggle at, it, it's really not funny it's very serious we have a, a serious fentanyl um, and uh, co-fentanyl issue across the country deaths overdose deaths continue to, to happen and it's still a big big problem and, and Kevin to be perfectly honest it's one of the things that we heard very little about during the last federal election I don't remember one politician talking about the the overdose of the prescription it's and or overprescribed drugs in our in our so communities. It's brutal. I'm actually glad that they caught these guys and at least got the yeah. fentanyl and crystal meth. But yeah. you know what? Pretty brazen now. Yesterday, Lee, I was in downtown St. Catharines and two, I'll say, homeless people, I don't know, didn't ask them, um, they were breaking out their rocks of crack cocaine. Right in open view. On a bench, right in open view, and didn't even flinch as I approached, like, didn't change up what they were doing. And this was close to uh, City Hall. It was, yeah. And at like 4.30, 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. It's uh, crazy stuff. Um, Lee, we mentioned that, uh, you know, anybody can come on the show at any time. Yeah. And I'm looking at our old buddy, Sully. Oh, is, is uh, he's Sully in the green with room, us? So let's, yeah, let you set it up here, and then we'll get him yeah. on the show. Okay, uh, William O'Sullivan is a gentleman that joined us on the program, gosh, it's about a month ago now, I think. Uh, and he started uh, a walk, an awareness walk, from St. Kevin's Church, St. Kevin's Catholic Church in Welland, which is a church that he had um, much experience with, and some of that experience very, very, very tragic. So, William O'Sullivan is the man's uh, full name, and he has been walking from St. Kevin's and Welland to Ottawa over these past number of weeks, and we've been tracking him. He's been keeping in touch with us, and I do believe, Kevin, the last time you communicated with uh, William, uh, it was in the Kingston area. Hi, William. Welcome to the program. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. It's uh, it's perfect. It, it's perfect. Where are you right now? I'm actually in. It's it's pouring very very bad here. I'm in Kingston. I'm in the motel room in Kingston right now. All right, cool. Um, I mean, not so cool because it's raining and you're not 
walking, but at least you get a bit of rest. So well, actually, actually today uh, we, uh, me and my support driver Jen Hodgkins, we got up and uh, I went and took a look at the diocese and the uh, St. Mary's Cathedral here, St. Joseph's Church, the place where uh, some cover up has happened with the bishop down here. So there's a few places we have to protest here within the next week. So you're going to be staying there for a while. Yeah, we're going to be here until next Wednesday and probably three or four protests. I'm also going to be walking, but there's going to be three or four protests also. You know, one of the, I'm going to ask you to fill us in a little bit on your, on your travel so far. But before I do that, mm -hmm. I want to mention something that impresses the hell out of me about you. <laughs> uh, no, I'm serious. I'm totally serious. And that is the fact that you have absolutely no hesitancy at all in uh, taking prisoners and naming names. No. Like, well, you just mentioned there's this place where there's been uh, issues about the bishop, et cetera. I mean, for you, everybody's out there um, to be to be judged on their own merits or in the court of public opinion. And that's, and that's what I like about you is the fact that you, you call your issues the way you see them and you don't hold back. And whether you're, whether you're eventually, whether these people are eventually proven right or wrong or indifferent, I gotta give you, I gotta give you props for that. Uh, and I just wanted to mention that before we go forward. Thank you very much, I appreciate it. There, there has, yeah, at each and every location we've gone to, there's been a protest. The Hamilton Diocese was a big one. And For uh, you or against you? No, I, me going to the church and calling them out. So we went to the okay. Hamilton Diocese. This is a good example. The Hamilton Diocese I went to, I set out all my signs. We went on their property. They ended up calling security. So we were up on city property when security showed up. And when they showed up, I went over and talked to them. The police showed up. There was like a four car response and the police are extremely supportive all the way through this walk on the sides of highways, completely supportive. So while we're there, I finished up my protest. I stayed there about four hours finished up putting all the signs away. I went over to the security officer. I thanked him for being there for the day. And I said, it is going to take a collaborative effort, including the security company. Mm -hmm. I said, it would be fantastic is when the church calls your security company for an issue like this. Your boss says, have you straightened your, your sexual abuse issues yet? And when they say, well, that, that, well, I'm sorry, this security company can't come work for you. A collaborative effort is going to have these files finally open. That's what it's going to take. And I hope I'm going to be the ball that's rolling that. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think you will too, or die trying. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Absolutely. <laughs> because this is, uh, it's obviously something that you are uber passionate about and committed to. And I, coming from the background that you mentioned to us the last time we chatted, it's no surprise that yeah. that you're committed and passionate about it. So how has your experience been from the time you, I, I don't expect a kilometer by kilometer uh, description, no. but how has your experience been from the time you left Welland uh, to where you are currently in Kingston? Uh, any surprises? Uh, is it going the way you thought it would go? Is there anything you'd like uh, to happen differently? What's the, give us a sort of a synopsis of your experience. It has been, uh, it's been incredible the whole way. Uh, meeting people is the best part of the journey, talking to people, talking to survivors, right on the side of the highway. People pull over, you know, transport trucks going by doing 80, and, um, you know, I'm talking to people on the side of the highway. 
people donating is absolutely fantastic just every experience is something new and amazing and like i said law enforcement has been incredible throughout it um ironically at the last motel we were at in uh i think it was bowmanville there was a, a priest staying there that i had talked to outside when he was coming in he was in his collar and everything and uh we had an excellent conversation and i was able to thankfully hold the door for him for three more times that i was in the hotel so i've had uh we've done pro to like i said protests along the way i've had a couple of uh priests and a pastor pray over me um it's uh the experience is amazing and the best part of this journey thus far is we were in odessa just coming into kingston i know odessa highway. well i lived in that area yeah on highway two yeah and right right in front of the municipal building you know exactly where i'm talking about yeah that. i do yeah i pulled over there because it's a really good parking lot i asked jen to pull over for me we had a sandwich and we had an iced tea and we're talking well five minutes later the odessa secondary school there let out and all of the students joined me across the street we gave out hundreds of stickers. And by the time we left, these kids had the stickers on their phones. I went over, I talked to teachers, I talked to principals, I had my megaphone out. I explained that they have to challenge the teachers. They have to challenge them with the very tough questions. They have to challenge them. And it was, it was refreshing to know when those students came out, some of them were in a discussion and a documentary on the residential schools. Wow. So I'm like, that, that is absolutely fantastic. But these students, about 50 of them walked about five kilometers with me. And then one student walked right to the Kingston town line with me. That's terrific. Now, uh, this, another that's an, another thing that uh, strikes me about uh, about you, you, you know what, I'm, I'm becoming a real fan of yours. Um, <laughs> uh, truly. Um, because you were talking about the fact that you had a great conversation with with one of the priests that you came in contact with, and a couple of them prayed over you, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And and again, um, the thing that strikes me about you is the fact that you're not completely writing off all members of the Roman Catholic faith or the Roman Catholic clergy. You are nope. simply trying to shine a bright, bright light, if you will, on on the holes that exist in the in, in the system. So once again, just because you meet somebody that is a Roman Catholic priest, it doesn't mean like you automatically hate them. No, no, not at all. I don't, I don't hate religion. I don't hate any organized religion. I don't hate faith. I don't hate people. Um, that's it, whatever gets you through the night. That's not my thing. This is about systematic cover-up of child sexual abuse from the top all the way down. And it can be proven from the top all the way down so yeah exposing these things we did a protest in uh, belleville at a church where no predators came out of but that bishop in that area had shuffled around a number of predator priests and when the when the altar man came out to talk to me a gentleman in service came out and literally wanted to fight me coming out of the physically church. fight you yeah and i was like wow that's kind of crazy so we finished our discussion and the service ended and then that gentleman walked over to church with his grandmother after the service and i'm like wow like yeah. that's yeah so yeah definitely the people in the communities aren't used to somebody like myself coming through their community and doing a pop-up protest for four hours but i will tell you the awareness is being risen 
and people are starting to get it. They're starting to understand. No, I understand. You got a guy with a beard like this walking down the highway. People are pulling over, going, "What's going on?" Yeah, yeah. Usually, guys like uh, look like you are on a motorcycle. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> I'm shattering that stereotype. <laughs> so, um, William, um, I understand from some of the conversations I, I think you exchanged with. Uh, uh, our uh, excellent executive producer Kevin Jack uh, indicated yeah. the fact that uh, mainstream media, as it has become to be known, has not been paying much attention to you. Nothing. Not one stitch. An, uh, uh, a gentleman in Belleville that has an online presence right. came and took a couple of photos and has done a write-up which is coming out this week okay. so once we have that we'll obviously post that on our kappa site and uh, put that out but other than that we have sent off the emails we have sent off the stories we have sent off everything clipping the global ctv see like look i stood in front of a church in the niagara region for three years and chch wouldn't even return anything of mine like what is a survivor to think about the media you know what's going on <laughs> and people yeah. are saying election 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 well every news cycle has that minute or that 90 second story all of them do all of them yeah. do yeah and we're this, we're um, we, this we, journey we, is worthy of that we have we have become a a society of sound bites uh i get mm -hmm. that and and having spent uh, 47 plus years in the mainstream media before uh, we took this foray into this new format, this new endeavor that we're doing right now that I'm totally jazzed about. I have always been, and I still am, to a large degree, William, to be perfectly honest, a defender and a supporter uh, of mainstream media because it was my bread and butter for a long, long Absolutely. time. Uh, I am, I have to admit, starting to shift uh, a little bit because there are some things that I see that disturb me and it has nothing to do with what you're doing right now but this is one indication of the fact that yes. that that mainstream media as we call it these days I don't even know if I like that term anymore but yeah. but 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 the general media um, often doesn't have because of cutbacks because of economics because of all those other things they often don't have the resources these days to follow someone that's doing something like what you're doing. It might not be that they don't want to, it may simply be that they don't have the resources any longer to be able to follow it. And yet these are some very, very important things that are happening in our world. And I'm happy that we can do that uh, yes. through technology. We're not alongside you, but I hope you realize that you can reach out to us at any time. Absolutely. That is fantastic. And believe me, this platform here, we, we it definitely drives traffic up and more people see things. A great example of, of the social media and, and how technology is working in my favor is when we stopped with those students. One of yeah. those students had like tens of thousands of followers on TikTok. So she allowed me a three minute segment on her TikTok cool. to explain what I'm doing. Nice. And I I got over 150 people wanting to follow me on TikTok now 
that are teenagers that get it. They absolutely get it. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't remember the actual number, uh, and Kevin can look it up, but we won't worry about it right now. But the first interview that we did for you, or with you, uh, prior to you starting your walk from St. Kevin's and Welland, um, I can't remember, but it was in the thousands of, oh, that's amazing. of people that viewed the first conversation that we have. And I can guarantee you, because we not only what we do here, uh, just so you know as a, as a participant and for the people that are watching, we definitely leave the full program, which is about an hour and a half, we definitely leave the entire program archived for people to watch the whole thing if they like. But over the course of the week, uh, we also post in case you missed it segments. And this will be okay. one of them. We'll do one, uh, we will, at, uh, as the week goes by, we'll repost this segment that I'm doing with you right now. So it will, uh, it, it, the number of viewers, the number of people that have contact with your story will increase geometrically over the course of the week over various platforms and various shares, etc. So this is, where the, this is where the new media is really being able to do some positive things. Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, and and the people that just we have on our Facebook, we we will have more platforms in the future. Yeah, um, and and uh, everybody just everybody that's sharing, everybody that has comments for us, we go live in the evenings and we yep. talk with people. Okay, and it's just been amazing. Absolutely. So you're headed, you're, you're you're headed to Ottawa. I know you're going to spend a little bit of time doing some stuff in uh, in Kingston. We will check yes. in with you again. Uh, okay. And, and we're, on, we're on next Thursday again. So, uh, William, wherever you are between noon and 1.30 Eastern Standard Time next Thursday, uh, click in again and give us another update, okay? I will for sure. Next Thursday, I'll talk to you guys. All right, man. Thanks. Uh, Excellent. Good, Thanks a lot. Uh, good luck and Godspeed. See you. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye. Kevin? Uh, He's quickly becoming a hero of mine. I, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, you, we find heroes wherever we wherever we find them, and he just seems like he doesn't seem like um. I'm sorry for this word, a crackpot or a zealot or a you know. Uh, he seems, seems like somebody that's right and direct. He has his head screwed on straight. He knows what his issue is. He's not condemning everybody in a in a certain genre but is committed to exposing something that he cares about and and I, I know he speaks for more people than just him since we no since we aired that last segment about yeah. three or four weeks ago yeah. um, I've had people contact me and say that I was also a victim of abuse yeah by that priest at that church at St. Kevin's in Welland so William is not doing just the work of William he is speaking for dozens I don't know. I mean, and how many, how many people have a similar story that can that can relate to William and are wishing him um, all the best in his his attempt to get answers? He doesn't seem to be afraid of anybody suing him. He doesn't seem to be afraid of anything. He just said, "Hey, this guy uh, has a record of doing this in this city, and that guy has a record of doing like he he's wow. Uh, I think it's pretty uh, pretty amazing." Now, uh, it should be mentioned, Lee, that anybody can come on the show, okay? The link is right there in the comments. Uh, if you have something that uh, that you want to talk about or what have you, just click on that Zoom link, and uh, and we'll get you on the show, just like uh, just like William. Yeah. Uh, Lee, I think we need to uh, lighten the room a little bit, and uh, let's okay. talk about uh, the uh, St. Catherine's Supermodel. 
yes this is a this is a lady whom I'm very very familiar with because she's uh, well she's about I don't know five to ten years younger than I am however uh, Linda Evangelista is a St. Catharines native she was uh, born and raised and went to school in St. Catharines she lived in the North End uh, on a street that was eventually named after her when it was uh, when it was put in uh, and it's Evangelista or Boulevard of her street or whatever it is right off the right very close to the south shore of Lake Ontario it's called Evangelista beautiful homes over there and she grew up in that area and there she is in her in her prime and Linda Evangelista native of St. Catharines became one of the first and one of the most famous supermodels ever to grace the runways of New York and Paris and pick a pick a place huge huge star in the world of modeling well and ironically I had mentioned to my wife not long ago I said I wonder what is going on with this lady we haven't heard anything about Linda Evangelista that was one of that that picture right there that one that you're looking at right there is the one that was just posted through Yahoo News uh, and Google.com, etc., because she has just come out with a statement and, and her story about where she's been over the last while. She's 56 years old. She revealed that she had experienced a rare cosmetic side effect of the treatment five years ago, which actually increased her fat cells. Her quote says, I've been left, as the media has described, unrecognizable. She has about 900,000 Instagram followers. She explained it was the reason she disappeared from the public eye. Uh, so she went on to say that she'd undergone two painful, unsuccessful corrective surgeries. That's a quote. But they weren't actually surgeries. They were a, a, a procedure. It was a slimming procedure. And keep in mind, uh, it's kind of a mental thing with these people that are in the modeling world. I mean, thin is in. Thin is always everything. Now, I've never heard of this one, Lee. I mean, I've heard of all the, the tucks and the lifts and the implants, I, but this I, is a body contouring. It's called body contouring. But it, with, with, with Linda, it had the opposite effect. And this is her quote. To my follow, and keep in mind, I'm doing this uh, for the most part because of there are people that just listen to this program, so I want them to be able to be involved here too. To my followers who have wondered why I have not been working while my peers' careers have been thriving, the reason is that I was brutally disfigured by a procedure, uh, which didn't name, which did the opposite of what it promised. She said, the side effect she experienced has not only destroyed my livelihood, it has sent me into a cycle of deep depression, profound sadness, and the lowest depths of self-loathing. In the process, I have become a recluse. Now, do you want me to skip down here to what this actually is? Yeah. Body see, contour. Now, now there's, there's, there, there's a picture right there of three of the four ladies in the, from the modeling world that appeared in a, a George Michael video. And that's why they were together in that picture. Linda Evangelista, Naomi Campbell, and uh, Chrissy Turlington. Uh, and that is the absolutely gorgeous, 
uh, and vibrant Linda Evangelista I'll on admit, the left. I'll admit right here, Lee, uh, I had Christy Turlington on my wall as a teenager. From 19, well, a picture of her, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Christy. <laughs> uh, Are the shackles picture, holding? That, <laughs> that picture from 1989. All right. Yeah. Now, this procedure, what very rare but serious side effects she had. She said it means the fat cells in the treatment site grow larger than smaller, which is what it's supposed to do. Adding it's not fully understood so why that, this So that top this paragraph is. there, it uses cold temperatures to reduce fat deposits in certain areas of the body. Yeah. And of course, women and men uh, acquire... Um, their fat cells react differently in different parts of their bodies could be just because of their their physiology um and uh and so she obviously was trying to maintain her saleability i suppose uh as a model because that's the world your appearance is everything and uh went through this process and she said she was irreparably damaged by it which is so so sad And I mean, she's St. Catherine's own, right? Yeah, St. Catherine's born, bred, schooled, uh, lived, everything. She is uh, she is St. Catherine's superstar, supermodel, Linda Evangelista, and I was I was happy that I saw this story, but I'm not happy about the story itself because I had wondered for such a long time as to how she was and how she was doing because she comes from our. She, you know, she's one of our no, peeps, funny, as think, they say. I think a lot of people watching or listening to the show right now are thinking the same thing. You're right. I haven't heard Linda Evangelista's name no. in a long time. And like I said, it seems so ironic that I mentioned it to my wife just two, three weeks ago. I, Always I haven't heard like a that. thing about Linda Evangelista. <laughs> because when we're like in that. the North End, I mean, if you take Geneva Street in St. Catharines, all the way down to the, to the end, you'll eventually run into the lake. But before you get to the lake, on the right-hand side... Is uh, is Evangelista, which was a which was a street named after Linda because she lived there. So, uh, um, Lee, I think we should uh, thank the sponsors here in a second, but I want to tease. Oh, hi. We've been t- yapping so I much. Know. Yes, I, I want to tease the uh, musical guests coming up on Friday. Uh, we stream was part of a live broadcast of uh, the Welland Mayor, so Mayor Frank Campion. Charity he has a, an annual uh, charity gala. Yeah. And Dave Rappel, J and TNR Productions put it on. They brought WeStream on board. And the talent on that stage was phenomenal. Um, Brooke George... George... Oh, gosh. Georgino? Brooke Georgino? Okay. Was just delightful. Um, (laughs) Oh, Barmantini was there. Uh, Revive the Rose is what we're going to be hearing. And it's a scaled-down acoustic performance of their new single, uh, Need You Now. Need You Now. And it is phenomenal. Phenomenal! So much talent there in the Garden City. I got to meet Jessica Wilson, who we've had on this show a couple of times. And you had not you had not met her in person. No, never met her in person. Street Pharmacy closed out the show, and also uh, the Mandeville. So Serena Prine was there, and basically duos scaled down stuff, uh, acoustic performances. It was just it was awesome. Awesome. Uh, And and kudos to the mayor again for this uh, for this event for bringing in this kind of uh, kind of entertainment to the city of Welland. That was uh, great. So we have. Uh, a, a process here, a, a habit. It's just part of our regular format to, uh, as they say, bring on some local entertainment to play us off the stage. So we'll be hearing from Revive the Rose at the end of the program. And as Kevin mentioned, I have been remiss. I apologize because we got up to our, and time guys go so fast. 
Uh, Gales Gas Bars fuels this program and has done so almost from its inception and continues to stand by us. We had a fabulous chat with Jessica Friesen, the CEO, and about her new book, This Will Not Break Me. Um, not at all connected to the sponsorship or to the business or whatever, but check it out. It's uh, about her battle with postpartum depression about 14 years ago. Uh, so, uh, as always, the support of Gales Gas Bars being the primary sponsor of this program. Thank you. Performance Heating and Air. Carlo, what a great bunch of people. There goes the skateboard. I could tell. I didn't even see it, but I could hear it. Uh, performance Heating and Air. Um, providing your family with cost efficient solutions to your heating and air issues, trying to save you money because they have families here too. Um, Scott and the gang at High Speed Internet, Enwick, uh, truly something that uh, a lot of communities do not have. Um, an independent, community-based, high-end internet supplier and Enwick is that. And of course, Verge Insurance Group, uh, as always, yet another company that is uh, born and bred and continues to serve all of Niagara right here in, in Niagara. And that's kind of the thing that we pride this program on, is the fact that we're in Niagara, by Niagara, for Niagara. And uh, yes, we broadcast here from Fiddler's Poor House. And for that, again, we thank Dave McPerrion and his staff for putting up with us every Thursday here. Uh, also owners operators of Monty's on Ontario Street in St. Catharines, but it's not about St. Catharines. It is all about Niagara. You could be in Waynefleet, Fort Erie, Port Colborne, uh, Grimsby, I don't care, Niagara, whatever. But we're trying to keep people connected and uh, we realize this is a different kind of format and sometimes it's not easy to say, hey, I'm going to put my face out there in social media for people to look at. It's always easier to be uh, sometimes anonymous and just do so on the telephone like open line radio. Well think of this as an open line radio program with pictures and we'd love to have you on to uh, pass along your opinion and um, we've had uh, very very influential people here in Niagara comment on this program in a positive way saying these people will talk to anybody and we shall. Uh, more importantly, we'll listen to anybody. And I think listening, Kevin, is almost more important than talking, don't you think? I'd say it's a, it's a skill that I've worked on in my adult life. Yeah. I'll, be, I'll be perfectly honest. It's something that I consciously think of that I need to listen more and I'm still not where I need to be. We all, we all need to uh, shut our mouths and open our ears more often. Now, for somebody that talks like uh, for a living, it, that's <laughs> kind of an oxymoron. But... Um, no, but like people but like we uh, but we try. Like Sully, they came on the show. We need to listen. Indeed, we need to listen to those people. And I maybe always remember when uh, remember when Ross Perot was running uh, the businessman, the billionaire business, businessman was running for president of the United States. He was running against uh, his two big competitors were George Bush, the senior George Bush, and uh, and Bill Clinton. And one of the first one of the one of the lines that always got me about Ross Perot is, "You're not listening to me." <laughs> they'd ask him questions and they'd, criti and they'd criticize what he's doing and all the rest of it. You're not listening to me. And that's probably true. We probably, uh, we probably weren't. Uh, Lee, I know we're kind of a, a lighthearted portion of the program here, but uh, I'm always keeping track of what's going on Niagara 411. Yes. And, you know, vaccination passports came into effect just uh, yesterday. I've got mine in my pocket. You can get them on your phone. All the information you need there is on Niagara 411. Yep. But, of course, as there seems to be more of a geared effort 
towards either forcing us to get vaccinated or limiting the places that we're allowed to go. Um, Niagara Region Public Health is now encouraging private business um, to have their own vaccination policy. And uh, this just got posted about 10 minutes ago. Okay. Um, And when you... uh if you if you are as we talked about earlier, just in case you missed the first part of the part of the program, if you have your original ticket that they gave you after you got your vaccination, that's all you need. That's really all you need. Uh, you can photo put it on your phone as a picture or whatever it is. But just even if you just got this piece of paper in your wallet, that's what Kevin did. Kevin and his wife had theirs laminated. He being the professional. Uh, that he is. Yeah, but again, the uh, all the libraries in St. Catharines will laminate yours that's for free. A, yeah, that's 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 the key that we were talking about earlier uh, is the fact that if you do not have the wherewithal to do the phone thing or, or the laminate thing or whatever, um, you can take your original piece of paper that you got from whatever site uh, you received your vaccination from and the St. Catharines Library, and I think it'll probably follow suit in libraries and other mis- municipalities around the, uh, around the region, will we'll we'll photocopy it for you. All right? So. Yeah, they'll photocopy it and laminate it. Yeah. So that's good. Unfortunately, the size that they come in is just a little bigger than I can fit in my wallet. Yeah. But uh, um, you know what? I got it on the phone. I got it everywhere, and it's just going to become um, more and more commonplace to prove that you're uh, that you're vaccinated. And again, Lee, I mean, Niagara Region Public Health jumping in here and encouraging private business to develop a vaccination policy. Yeah. With the Delta variant currently driving a fourth wave in Niagara, there have been 11 workplace outbreaks so far in September. This has required many employees to isolate as close contacts, disrupting business and impeding the economic recovery. So many businesses need a common denominator of workplace outbreaks has been low vaccination uptake by employees. In other words, what that what that means is the places that have had these outbreaks are largely because employees in those businesses have been slow or reticent to get vaccinated. All right. Uh, The science is the science and there's. The numbers are the numbers. They speak for themselves. There really isn't much you can do to to combat that. Um, however, there will be people that always do. All across our country, we still have people that will not comply. To their and our peril, uh, I guess. Kevin, there was a, a couple of other stories. There's a, an event coming up I didn't want to miss talking about again this week and that's the superhero run that is taking place this saturday it's happening at burgoyne woods again an event happening in st catharines but we've been talking about it a bit over the last number of weeks and uh, this is our last show that we can talk about this before the event actually takes place so i wanted to make sure that everybody is aware of the fact to check out the superhero run you can check it out just by googling superhero run it'll pop up but it's also posted nick uh, also uh, make sure that it it's up on uh, yeah nick threw it up niagara, there but uh, i'll just go there right, right to the uh, niagara children's center yeah. facebook page here yeah. they have all the information and uh, the good thing is it's so much fun for kids uh, ah, people of all day. ages so there you go, Penn Financial. Thank you very much for your support. Great Smile day. Cookie Campaign. Yeah. Um, just want to see where I can get to the actual details here. They got an online auction that is uh, going right now. Sorry, as I'm scrolling through here, That's I'm just good. looking for the uh, 
you know, the, the basic details, the uh, the time, et cetera, et cetera. There you go. Oh, it doesn't say that here. Oh, I thought we had it. 7th Annual Burgoyne Woods. September 25th. Happy anniversary to my wife. That's our anniversary day. Oh, hey, yeah, this Saturday. Hey, what do you, what, what do you got planned, Lee? We are going out to uh, dinner at a very nice Italian restaurant in uh, in the city with uh, with uh, six other of our closest friends, who we've so. known for all, as long as we've been married, which is forty one years. Yeah, so okay. um, yeah, long time friends. Just uh, put a feeler out there, and there's a chance that uh, Jasmine's going to be joining us. Yeah. So uh, yeah, we may have to. We uh, might stretch. Get yeah, we might have to stretch the program a little bit. And of course, we're talking about uh, Jasmine Jasudavicious. I can stretch. Uh, I could use a good stretch. I don't think you can stretch that lo- not last, that last name any longer. <laughs> Jasudavicious. Yeah. yeah. Jasudavicious. But uh, yeah, she got her uh, UFC contract. From, yeah, she uh, from, got from, her. From she got her wings, as they uh, as they say. Every time a UFC fighter goes down, another UFC fighter gets her wings. <laughs> so. Um, all right, she's just uh, hopping into the green room now. Lee. Is she so, now? Uh, that is terrific. Yeah, so let's, see if, uh, let's see if we can throw her that. on here because we're all, and I sent her a message that we're all so super proud of her, and I know we are, and I hope she's feeling it. I hope she's feeling the love uh, from back home. Yeah. Jasmine. Hello. How the heck are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm super. First of all, congratulations uh, on making the grade. We were talking about you last week. Uh, we saw the announcement that you were offered a contract with uh, to to compete in the UFC. Um, yeah. What, what was that like? It was crazy. Um, like, so I, I was on the show, and um, so I fought. I was a very first fight, and so they don't let you know who got the contract until the very end of the show. So after my fight, I'm sitting there waiting, waiting. It was like two hours oh. and I'm just like thinking like, I hope I got it, I hope I got it. But he, like Dana White usually doesn't give people contracts if they don't get a finish. And my fight went to decision. So I was very, very concerned that I wasn't going to get a contract. Oh. But when I got out of the cage, he's like sitting right beside the cage. Yeah. And when I got out, he like gave me props and said like, great fight. So I was like, okay, that's a good sign. But I was the very first fight and there was like a bunch of fights. At, there was uh, five fights after me. A couple of them were finishes and a lot of them were really good fights. So I was, I was very nervous. But so when we, at the end of the show, we're all sitting in the seats waiting to hear what his announcement was, who got a contract and who didn't. Yeah. And luckily I got a contract. He came through for me. Well, that's... Uh absolutely stunning so let's walk this forward a little bit now that you have this contract what is the contract what what's the deal so so now um i'm just in the same the ufc roster so my my next fight will be in the ufc like just how you see it on on tv on the on uh like on fight pass and everything um so Right now, they're looking at matchups for me. Nothing, nothing's booked yet, so I have a uh, four-fight contract with them. And then, after those four fights, then we um, renegotiate. So, oh, I mean, hopefully, I win all four fights, and then they renew my contract. And uh, you know, I so that's I keep the, fighting. So, so that's the term. You've got a group of four fights included yes. in the contract, and then it's whatever happens next. 
Yes, that's right. Okay, so you've always you you've always got to be on the edge. You've always got to be fit. You've always got to be training. You like you're never off the clock. I guess. No, you're never off the clock, because a lot of it too is maybe I'll have a fight booked for say a couple months from now, but there there's a bunch of girls fighting until like say say pretend my fight is in December. There'll be a bunch of girls fighting before December, and say one of them pulls out. Then I can have that opportunity to to fight one of those girls uh, that to to make sure that the fights are uh, actually happening. So do so you have to? Be, I've got to always stay ready. Yeah. yeah. Do, do you have to be traveled? Uh, do you have to be ready to travel on a moment's yes. notice? Yeah. Yeah. Like how far afield? How far afield might you have to travel for one of these fights if you're called on? It it could be any time. It could be like say within a week it, it could be the next day it could be that afternoon it just all depends on where the card is and how wow. close it is to the fight so they pretty much own you for the next four fights at least <laughs> pretty much <laughs> then now do you get uh, I, I don't want to get too personal but i know a lot of people are interested in how athletes uh make their living and I think this is an interesting question. So you don't have to give me dollars and cents or anything like that. But do you get do you get paid just to compete and then extra if you win, or how does the how does the fee structure work? Um, yeah, so that's exactly it. So say pretend you make one hundred dollars to fight, then you would make one hundred dollars additionally to win. So you would make two hundred dollars. Whereas if you lost the fight, you only make one hundred dollars. Okay. And um, so that's that's how it works for the actual fights. In addition, there are bonuses. So say you get like a fight of the night or um, a performance of the night bonus, then that's uh, additionally on top of that. Right. Or and then um, outside of camp, then. Mostly the fighters like rely on sponsors and then like ah, I do okay. privates at the gym and uh, right. you know I work, I, I work at the gym to, to make, make sure I'm paying my bills because fighting alone that's, that's not gonna, gonna pay enough, especially right now. After being in the UFC for a little while, then, then yes, but um, right now and when you're, when you're working your way up to being in the UFC then you're not making like any, pretty much any money. You're, right. You are you spend more in your fight camp than you do making making it in the fight for yeah. like pretty much until you get to the UFC. And you've got to um, and you've got to pay your own travel expenses, right? Mostly not. Uh, not all? It kind of depends on the or it depends on the organization. Okay. So a lot of organizations will pay for the fighter. But, or we'll pay for like the fighter in one corner. Right. And then, so you would be responsible for the travel for your other corner. Or if you have to get an additional hotel room or uh, like you pay, you know, you pay for your corner's food because they're missing, they're, they're away from their family and stuff. You're, you're making sure you're, you're paying them for, to be there for you and everything. Right. That's, uh, so have you had uh, some sponsors come out of the woodwork since this are you uh, actively seeking sponsors or how's that situation um, going yeah no i'm always actively speak seeking sponsors <laughs> of course um usually the sponsors will be before the fight so now that i'm now that i'm not fighting 
uh, like, well, now that my fight's done, I'm waiting for the next one. Yeah. It's not until I make a fight announcement. Usually that sponsors will, will come out. So okay. if anyone wants to sponsor me out of camp. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that, that's why I mentioned it. If anybody's out there that wants to, wants to get yeah. behind uh, Jasmine uh, Jasadavicious. <laughs> I just call you Jazz Vicious. That's, Sounds good that, to that me. works for me. Works for yeah. me. Hey, uh, Jasmine, it's, it's Kevin here, kind of behind the scenes. I just want to know how your life has changed since the UFC contract and since the debut on Dana White Contender Series. Uh, I'm assuming like you're not coming home now. Are you, are you now stationed in the United States for training and things like that? How is your life different now than it was before that fight? Uh, have a lot more Instagram followers, <laughs> but, uh, but no, I'm coming back to Canada. I um, so it, it's nice because it, I I'm able to train back in back in Canada. I can you know I have my home gym, all my family's there and everything. So so it's nice for that. Um, so actually, on the uh, 20th, 29th or 30th, I come back home, and then once I get a fight booked. Then I'll come back to Vegas. Right. So I'm, oh yeah. So I'm gonna be home for for probably a couple months. Once I get a fight booked, I'll be back to Vegas. What a nice ring that has to it. Right? <laughs> yeah. So does uh, Jasmine. You can't see this, but on the screen, Jasmine Jasudavicious UFC fighter. That's great. Crazy. <laughs> That's a that's a, that's that's what you were telling us your goal was, and now you're there. Now you have to set brand new goals, uh, and, yeah. and goals are always important for professional, high, highly uh, tuned athletes. So, what is the next goal? The next contract? Next, well, yeah, the short term goal is, of course, the next contract, and then the long term goal is become world champion. Well, we'll be with you every. Uh, every step of the way uh, jazz thanks for being here congratulations we're so proud of you uh and and stay in touch with this show because uh, we'd kind of like to uh when, when we hit it big maybe we'll want to sponsor one of those fights that would be awesome no, yet, I... but maybe soon <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course no i appreciate it. i love like chatting and uh you know getting seeing everyone in the community it's awesome how right. can you be this nice in an interview <laughs> And then so vicious and, and in the be ring. such a jazz vicious, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. You need, you need, you know, have the um, yin and yang. You need both. You know what? You know what? You know what made us smile? Um, before we let you go again, it just dawned on me. What made us smile when we were watching your videos from the Contender Series that we had on the show last week? Um, you were talking about how easily you bruise or how easily your face. Marks yeah. up. And, and you say, every time I fight, I look like I'm trashed, but I'm really okay. <laughs> like, like, that's yeah. going to drive your family nuts. Like, oh, oh, like, mom, mom, I'm okay. Every time I go home, my mom, what, what's wrong? What, why you have a black guy? Why do you, why you cut here? Everything. <laughs> mom, it's okay. I'm like, I got, I've got this uh, tiny skin. You obviously, you obviously heal quickly, though. Yeah, luck, oh. luckily I do. We're watching some of these highlights now, and I, I feel bad for the other girl. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, again, uh, we're proud of you. Uh, enjoy your stay there, and uh, travel safely back home, and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, Jazz? Thank you so much. Great uh, chatting with you. You are welcome. Same here. Bye. Bye. What an incredible woman. 
Jasmine, Jazzadivicious, Jazzvicious. What a great, uh, what a great uh, ring name. Just awesome. <laughs> so cool. All From right. St. Catharines. We are going to be bringing on uh, Revive the Rose. This uh, is a group that performed at uh, Wellen Mayer's uh, gala fun, uh, charity event that he has every year. This one happened this past weekend. It was streamed by WeStream, so all of this video is courtesy of Kevin Jack, uh, Brandon Scram, and, uh, and WeStream. They're going to be uh, performing here uh, a different version, uh, an acoustic version of their song, Need You Now. It is awesome, and for the next few weeks we'll be able to highlight some of the music that came out of that event. So, uh, congrats to the Mayor Wellen for uh, holding this over the past weekend. And again, uh, we would like to thank uh, Gail's Gas Bars for fueling this program, Niagara 411 Live with Lee Sterry. Also, our supporters, Performance Heating and Air, Enwick High Speed Internet, Verge Insurance Group, and of course, Fiddler's Poorhouse that are always so kind to host us here in their lovely window on St. Paul Street, St. Catharines. We reach the end of yet another program, Kevin Jack. As always, it's a pleasure working with you. Uh, and as my dad used to say, uh, if the Lord is willing and the creek don't rise, we'll see you next Thursday at noon for Niagara 411 Live edition number 39. Enjoy. Bye. Have a nice weekend. Revive the Rose. Thank you so much. Yeah, we are Revive the Rose. My name is Andy. This is Peter Antonio, and uh, we're very humbled to be here today as part of the uh, Mayor's Charity event here. And uh, yeah, we're going to play some rock and roll uh, acoustically. This is our uh, new song called Need You Now.